Hello there. So, welcome to this week's podcast and episode on the system of God's fruitfulness and productivity on the earth. And we are we are we are repreaching and re-expounding on the sermon of Jesus in John chapter 15. And I encourage you, if you've not listened to previous episodes so that you can gain a background, I encourage you to go back and listen to them and share them with your friends and family and your loved ones or anybody that comes to heart as you're listening. Share it with them and let let God use these words to change your life because we are trusting that, that this will spare, spark a, a revolution of fruitfulness, increase fruitfulness. You know, the story of me sharing this podcast happened, you know, the Lord taught me this a couple of times by a, a some times back and, and I enjoyed it and I began to, to, to leverage on it, begin to walk in it, begin to practice it in my in my own life. And one afternoon I, and I thought of preaching it. And sharing it on the podcast, but I've just been busy, caught up, just caught up in my own world. And one afternoon, I was just reading my Bible, and I, I dozed up briefly, and the Lord said, preach that message. So I woke up, and by midnight, yes, I'm recording this midnight. So I, I woke up, and, 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 and I went for my phone, and I said, come on, man, let, 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 let's get this thing recorded, and let's share this gospel to people. I be- And I believe strongly that God is using this message to change lives and, and spark a revolution of fruitfulness in the world. So today we'll be looking at the same chapter we've been looking at so far and we've been doing a verse by verse by episode and it is called, uh, today we'll look at um, John chapter 15 verse 6 and today I'll be talking about what happens when you don't abide. So, you know, there's a problem that Christians encounter, there is a challenge we go through and that challenge is the fact that because we have chosen Jesus, and we have said we believe in him. So we don't tend to cut corners and do wrong things. And even if we do wrong things, we, we feel bad for it. But yet, we don't do the right thing. So you see, and that's where the problem is. So we, 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 we endeavor not to do the wrong thing, but we don't do the right things that will move us forward into greatness. So a man have said, I'm not going to lie to get money. Fine, fine. So they are there. They are sharing money in the office. They are twisting numbers and they are saying, uh-uh, I ain't doing this. And they say, okay, no problem. And but yet, we are not getting richer. And we are sad. But you say, no, I, I can't disobey God. I have to go to heaven. But yet, you are sad. You are unhappy. You are broke. Your children don't have money. You are not taking care of your family. And that is not God's will. There is a reward for obedience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God is not interested in all suffering through life. No, 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 no. No, it's not God's perfect way. It's not his will at any level. He said, I wish above all things that thou mightest prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. And 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 the crux of what we discussed in our last episode is how your soul is going to how your heart, how you will make room for Jesus in your heart. So now, so if God is desirous of your prosperity, and prosperity means prosperity. Prosperity doesn't mean you have a billion dollar in your account, no. Prosperity means that you have God's resources at your disposal. That there is nothing in your life that is broken. There is nothing in your life that is missing. There is nothing in your life that is wanting. So you may not be the wealthiest man in the world, but you are prosperous as far as God is concerned. Because you are connected to the vine. And there is nothing in your life that God's power does not meet the need. Not that, that God will not meet. Not will. That is already meeting. That is your children fall sick and then you have the healing power of Jesus. You know how to walk in it. To call for their for, 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 for their healing. Your children want to go to the best schools even though you're a middle class earner. Yet, 
you have the wisdom of God, the favor of God, the resources of God, and you get an idea that gets you into that level of wealth that is able to fund their dreams. And then your child becomes the next president of the nation and is implement the right policies that change the world and favors the kingdom. So you see, all these things, they are interconnected. When people come and tell you that, no, I don't want any money, see, you are being selfish. Anybody that says that, hey, I don't want money, I just want money, you are being selfish. And it's fine, God will leave you at that level, it's alright. But the truth is, you can do more good for people with wealth than without it. You can. So, so, and that is why we must open our hearts to receive from God any amount of thing he wants to give to us. We should not be the one telling him not to give to us. We should be the one saying, here I am. Give me. So if God want, if what God says I'm I'm giving to you is 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 a ten million dollar level of prosperity, so be it you enjoy it because one of the the, the, the the key thing about our kingdom is contentment. If the Lord is saying your own earnings, the level of breakthrough I want to rush through your life is one million dollar, and so be it. If God is saying yours is a trillion dollar, you accept it. Certainly we are not going to be the billion dollar and the trillion dollar. But we all have our needs met. We all have nothing missing, nothing broken. A man could be living in the village and he's prosperous. Because it's connected to the vine. He may never get to the city. He may never even know what a dollar a dollar is. But he's prosperous in the village. His two bags of yams are coming forth well. He's taking care of the poor in the village. He's sharing the gospel to the locals of the town. Yes, his house, his children are, are healed and they are, and they are doing fine. He's the leader of the community. He's influencing people for Jesus. He may never ever enter a place. He may never ever see, 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 see a, a machine in his life. But yet he's prosperous because he's connected to the vine. So prosperity can be relative, but the major thing is that nothing is missing in your life, nothing is broken, there is no lack in your life that the power of God is not funding wherever you find yourself. So, so and, and I'm saying this so that it corrects our mentality that money is not everything, but for you and for me, who is listening to this, you are found in the urban part of the world, in the cities of the world, then money means some things to you and it means a lot in this place that we, that we live in, this space that we play because we have access to more funds and we should allow God pass more funds through our hands to the places that they have less funds. So a missionary, God has sent him to China and say, okay, I want you to go to India and do a work for me. And God is counting on you who is in Abu Dhabi, who is in Dubai, who is in Lagos, who is in Kaduna, who is in Chile, who is in Los Angeles, to be the one who starts a million dollar business that will begin to fund that man. But when you begin to say, no, I don't want money, then that man's resources are cut short. Because he is, he is obeying God and God is committed to funding him, but he wants to fund him through you, but you are here, you are saying, oh, prosperity is a bad thing. No, 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 don't mistake yourself. Covetousness is the problem. Materialism is the problem. No prosperity. God is the originator of prosperity. Is the one that commands fruitfulness. He said, be fruitful, multiply, have dominion, subdue the earth. Come on, listen to me. If, if, see, see, you can be ranting on Twitter and be talking. See, it doesn't mean that you are having dominion. You are just ranting. You are, you are just causing havoc and making non-Christians see us as, 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 as less than what we are. 
You can be there castigating preachers and yet you, in your personal life, you, you, you wish, you wish you had no money, but, you, but, but your, your malice against people will not let you own up to the truth. Then you begin to fund and, and push a, a, a false narrative all in the name of, we don't want to be material. Jesus, no, listen, man, listen, don't, don't, don't deceive yourself, man. Then let your heart be sober. Talk to your creator. Talk to your maker. Open your heart to him. Humble yourself. Tell him the things in your life are not working. Let him tell you. The Bible says in Psalm 119, it said, The earth, O Lord, is full of your riches. It said, Teach me your statutes. That means that to live on the earth and not to experience the riches and the message of God is to not have been taught by God. So if you are on this earth and you are not enjoying the goodness of God in the land of the living, if you're on this earth and goodness and mercies are not chasing you down, meaning that means you are not taught by God, regardless of what you are learning, take it from me. Regardless of the scripture you are quoting and the prayer you are praying, see, forget, let's forget this story. Let's forget this, this, um, this, this, this proper system, this system of Christianity that the devil has created to poison our mind and relinquish us. Listen, if it says be fruitful, multiply have dominion it means what it says it's not just for you to give birth to children facebook has dominion you know just before this tweet i i read i read a funny something somewhere i don't know how true it is but it made me laugh that that mark zuckerberg was saying that he, he wants to before the u.s government becomes too big he wants to break it in pieces i'm like come on what are we talking about here that is one man who owns a company. And it's not far-fetched. Now, I don't know how true that is, but I read it on Twitter. And Elon Musk was co commenting on that and laughing. And which is actually a plot twist because, you know, because the U.S. government is used to trying to break break down big businesses, starting from people like John D. Rockefeller, whose uh, oil empire they had to break into five different oil, oil firms because John D. Rockefeller was too big. So now Facebook is saying he wants to break the government just because of, you know, of the kind of content the, the U.S. government can sometimes post, and which is their own politics in, in the country there. But I'm just trying to say that that is the level of dominion for a man to say he wants to, he wants to, he wants to deal with the government, one man. Regardless, whether he gets successful about it or not, it is, he, he sees that this thing is possible. I have the capacity to do this thing. And now you are there in one corner. You don't have any dominion. You say you're worshipping the creator of the heavens and the earth. Which creator? You should be like your dad. God is not interested in... The Bible says that, that, that he measured the whole water upon the surface of the earth in the whole of his hand. What, how many water are you measuring the whole of your hand? The waters and the economic space, which one are you measuring the whole of your hand? So please don't let us, don't let us, don't let us accept the, 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 the doctrines of devils. Yes, it's not until... Until it's not only materialism that is the doctrines of devils, there is also the hatred of, 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 of good things of prosperity that could be the doctrine of the devil just to keep us under. See, our brothers and sisters in different parts of the world are suffering, even though they are they are they are they are they are, they are you know they are serving God, they are they are going through a lot. Who tells you that you can't fund a, 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 an intervention into, into nations of the that is going to keep Christians safe. Who, who told you you can't fund an army that, that, that will keep the garrison of where people are, 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 are in war-torn zones and they can have to protect those people and then you can send Bibles to them and send Jesus to them and give them food. Who told you we can't be involved in that? 
Who told you we can't sponsor armies in nations where they don't want Christianity to prosper? And we and we fight to the point that yes, Christians have their liberty. We are not fighting the country, but we are just saying we are fighting that everybody will have equal right, equal right to serve a God in this nation. Those are things that Christians can fund. Your mind needs to get there. Believe me. We need to begin to think on this level because the truth is whatever means legitimately under God, we must be ready to make sure that the world hears about the resilience because the enemy is working overtime to see to it that more people go to hell than they go to heaven. Is a sworn enemy of God. So, and you are part of that plan. So I'm saying this to encourage you for your mind to come alive that there is possibility, there are possibilities. Prosperity is God's agenda. Fruitfulness is God's agenda. It is God's plan. He said it is the Lord your God that gives you power to acquire wealth. That he may fulfill what? His covenant. And God gives you wealth for a purpose. And the purpose is to fulfill his covenant. So, and that covenant is getting people saved. So you must you must embrace the idea. So today, I will talk about last episode was quite long and this is already getting longer at least about 12 minutes. But it's just to get this ideology into us so that we can begin to open our hearts to God so that we can be receptors of blessings upon the surface of the earth. Jesus in John chapter 15 verse 6 says, If a man abide not in me, that man is cast forth or woman as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. You know, I learned, I heard a story once from, 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 from a respected man of God. And he said he wasn't, he wasn't, he traveled to a meeting in the United States and uh, he was there. And, and while he was sitting, it was a pastor's conference so in between the breaks. And then some pastors gathered and they were discussing about how the government have come to close the churches in their area and they are giving out the property to lease to other people. They are foreclosing their property and they can't pay their mortgage and all the work. And they were they were having a pity party and he was sitting, you know, he's a stranger, he's a Nigerian pastor. He was just sitting just during break and these other people, they knew them, so they were talking. So then while he was listening to them, the Holy Ghost whispered to him and said, listen, don't mind them. They had years upon years to grow and be fruitful in that area and dominate. But they did it. And then, they didn't have enough influence to overthrow the government's desire and the policies that they are putting in that place to the point that their church is being closed. It is not the government's fault. It is them that have chosen not to abide in me and be fruitful. And that is the, that is the narrative of, of, of Christians. When we don't abide in him and we don't allow him to abide in us. Listen, listen. There are several things that we can suffer as a people that is not God's fault. It is just as a result of the fact that we have not grown. You see, in this life, there is no vacuum. It is either you are choking something or something is choking you. It is either you are dominating something or something is dominating you. And Jesus is saying that when you abide in me, you become fruitful, you will multiply, you will have dominion. And then you will rule this world. And become an agent upon the surface of the earth. Whereby what I said, when I said that kingdom come, that will be done as it is in heaven, will be manifesting through your life. That the very blessings of Abraham, where I say that I will make you to own every land upon the surface of the earth, will begin to come to pass in your life. But if we as a people are not abiding in him, what happens is we begin to get encroached on 
pressed down, choked up by the forces of this world. And where the problem usually comes is because we still choose to do right. So we suffer and yet we suffer on two levels. We suffer for doing right and yet we suffer for not getting the reward of doing right. Man, that is, that is deplorable. But that's not God's will for us. So Jesus is saying, saying, if a man abide not, so if you've not been servicing your connection with me, it's not about obeying rules and regulations. You see, there are several Christians, they don't lie, they don't steal, they don't commit adultery, they don't commit fornication, but yet they are not abiding. They are not servicing their connection with the Lord. They are not in vital communion with Him. They are not sharing with Him. They are just obeying some sets of rules. They are not having this conversation with the Master where He's pouring His desires, His visions into their heart. In previous episodes, we've talked about that, how that God enlarges us and brings us into a new place with His words by visions and giving us bigger visions for the year. So these people are just obeying rules and regulations and practicing religion and they are saved. God bless them. They will go to heaven if they die. Jesus loves them. I love them. But they are not doing good for the kingdom in the sense that they are not receiving the reward of obedience that can help them become dominant and fruitful. If there's anything their life does for Jesus, it's just the fact that it is a witness that they, that, they, they, that they are morally upright. And even some of, some of such brothers and sisters, they, they, they don't even give a witness. They are, they, 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 people, people have seen them as the epitome of judgmentalism, perfectionist, uh, uh, callous, hard-hearted people who stand for what is right and don't, don't care whether people die or not. God did not call us to be mean people in the beach who obey him. No, that is not his will. Come on. He said, by this shall all men know that you are my disciple. If you love, love one another. Love one another. You see them judging their fellow brothers and sisters, sisters who are in Christ. You see them castigating. No, 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 no. But you see these people, look at them many a times. What Jesus said in John chapter 15 verse 6 is happening to them. He said, they do not abide in me. They are cast forth as a branch. And they are withered. So many people, you see so many people say, I may be suffering for... See, God did not program you to suffer forever for Christ. Come on. If you are suffering on one side, you are supposed to enjoy on the other. And I'll tell you, Jesus said, if any man will leave all of his possession and come after me, he said they will get the same multiple forms with persecution. That is, you have chosen to follow me and I'm going to reward you with fruitfulness on this earth. Now, that fruitfulness will come with persecution. But you know, it is easier to suffer persecution when you are fruitful. Believe me, than it isn't. If you've ever suffered persecution while you are not fruitful, you will know that you wish that at least you could get some cushioning effect. We are created to enjoy comfort. That is why even the Holy Ghost is called comforter. We respond to comfort. Jesus is the first comforter. The Holy Ghost is the another comforter that he sends, according to John chapter 14. So, you see, Jesus is now telling us here that if you are not servicing your relationship with me, you are going to be cast or you are going to be, you are going to be withered. And men will gather, you, gather that person. And they will cast them into fire and they are born. So so now let me let let us let us let us let us bring it home. So a person is supposed to be servicing their connection with God, and they are supposed to be fresh, full of sap, so that when the burning and the heating of the environment come upon them, they won't wither and dry up. 
So that is it. You can you can imagine. So so when you are connected, so so I don't know if you, if you've ever had an experiment where where you put a, a, a sachet of water inside the fire and it doesn't it doesn't burn because the water is regularly just drawing away the heat from the from the sachet, the plastic plastic uh, cover and making sure that the water begins to boil without the nylon burning and that is what is supposed to be that is as we stay stay connected to the father stay connected to the vine our life is full of freshness that the level of heat on the outside no matter how much it is burning us we don't dry up because we are always drawing strength so as much as we are giving away life as much as we are expending energy we don't dry because we are connected to the source for these people or a christian brother or a christian sister and don't let me say this if it could be you as well who have not been servicing your covenant with him you have not been servicing your relationship with him what begins to happen you begin to dry up and the effect the negative effect of the environment begins to wear on you so we give it an, an example now so a man is in the office he has chosen to look like he's abiding in him he doesn't lie he doesn't share money he doesn't do this he doesn't do that okay fine you're a righteous man glory be to god but yet He's suffering. No promotion. 10 years. 20 years. No, that's not, that's not God's will. For everything you suffer in God, if you maintain your connection with him, if you open yourself to his word and you let him draw you into a new level of fruitfulness by the entrance of his word into your life and bring you into a new level of fruitfulness, for every setback you go through, for obeying him and staying in connection with him, for for, for standing up for his ideal, for every kind of setback you, you go through, what will happen is there will be a reward. The Bible says, for we know that our light affliction, which is but for a moment, what does it do? Works for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. In Romans 18, 8, verse 18, it says, for the, for, the, for, the, for the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory that will be revealed in us both here on earth and in heaven to come. So that is what is supposed to happen. So if you are servicing your con, 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 con covenant with him, you are servicing your, your connection and your vital relationship with him, what is supposed to be happening is the fact that you're supposed to be going from strength to strength, from breakthrough to breakthrough. If you suffer some setback on the earth, then God will turn it around and, and make it out for your good. And you can see that is the pattern in the life of Jesus. Anytime you, are, you think that your life is showing the Christian narrative, put it alongside the life of you. So if you think you are suffering persecution for Jesus, thumbs up. Very important. As a matter of fact, I expect to be persecuted for Christ. As a matter of fact, I do not count my life anymore. So, so if I have to be killed right now, I will say yes, because living is for him. Now, somebody is, uh, you are living in the town. No, no, it is a state of heart because there's no point living on this earth if I will not be living for him. And I know heaven is better. Let's go and meet him there. I'm not afraid of death. So now, coming back to what we are discussing, that if you are suffering persecution, put it alongside Jesus' life. Jesus was persecuted. He was beaten. He was slapped. Why? After what happened, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, suffered the shame, and it was a period of time. It is not forever. He went through that process for a period of time. His own was three days. And on the third day, he rose again and he seated at the right hand of the Father. 
and is forever glorified. And the Father says, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your foes. So that should be your narrative. You are not meant to be suffering persecution for obeying Jesus one year, two years, three years. And I'm saying this especially for people in the urban part of town. So now this is for you. Because if this message is to be preached for somebody who is in Iraq or in Mali, see, they could be suffering persecution and they could be killed day by day. But the matter is, the vital connection, which is the same thing with you who is in the city, the vital connection that is between them and Jesus will keep restoring their life, will keep furnishing their insights so that whatever they suffer on the outside, they will have a vision of God coming from his word that is greater that what they are going through and be very sure that God will give them a vision and one of the vision is they will keep evangelizing they will keep bringing souls to Christ they will be, keep drawing men to God and the truth is after a while God is going to grace somebody from the city he's going to raise a policymaker raise a leader somewhere a company somewhere that will find the expression and penetrate that place so much that all they are suffering over there they will begin to find cushion it may not be them maybe their children or their children after them because God the Bible says that God cannot be mocked. And our labor of love will not be forgotten. So there's a system of reward, even from this earth. Not all of us will get it on this earth. Some of us will get it in heaven. But there's a system of reward that we will get from this earth into heaven based on our connection with him. So look and observe here. Based on what God is saying, he said, If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a brand and is withered, and men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are born. So if you begin to experience hardship in different areas of your life, doors are getting closed at you, persecution here and there, and there's no commensurate increase, there's no commensurate blessing. There's no, there's no, there's no reward that is showing up after you have been loyal to God. Then there's a problem. The problem is not that you're not doing anything wrong or you're not doing anything right. It is that you've not been staying in connection with him. You've not been abiding in him and you've not been letting him abide in you. You've not been letting him, you've not been giving him enough, enough room in the different departments of your life. I hope this has blessed you. I could keep speaking on this already 25, 26 minutes into the message. And I pray that the Holy Ghost will continue the conversation in your heart. I pray that the Holy Ghost will expound this to you and bring you to a place of increased knowledge. This is the longest episode so far. I hope the next one is no longer than this. But we are getting burned and we are getting to the meat of these things. Thank you and God bless you. See you in the next episode.